Welcome to Security in Color, your soon-to-be favorite podcast, empowering and educating the next generation of cybersecurity professionals. I'm your host, Dominique, a licensed cyber and cloud security professional with almost a decade of experience in the game. Join me weekly as I recap what's going on in the cyber and technology space. And for more resources, check out our website at www.securityincolor.com. Let's go into today's episode. And I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black and it black, and I'm black, y'all. I'm blickety black, black and it black, black, I'm black and it black, yo, because I'm black and I'm black. Welcome back to another episode of Security in Color. And in case you didn't catch the hint, it is Black History Month, y'all. It's already halfway done, which is bananas. It's crazy because, you know, time does this every year. And yet every year I'm surprised. Like here I am regardless. But happy Black History Month today and every day. I hope you have taken the time to celebrate the wonderful achievements of the Black community. I know many times most tend to turn to like MLK or the civil rights era for remembrance and celebration during this month, which is great. I'm not knocking it. But I also want to make sure we are giving flowers to the very Black women and men who are making their own history every day. And that song was like one of the few Blackest songs. Like I've been going through it. I'm like, yo, what song do I want to have in my intro? Because last year I had this song playing as my intro, which was great. Like that, I feel like I absolutely love that song. That's like the epitome <laughs> to me of like when I say I want to play a Black song, like it's that, like it's about that. But I had so many other options. I was like, yo, do I play... Do I play like the Black Anthem? You know, and like Black Anthems are so many different things, right? You have the Black Anthem about like when we sing at church or, you know, the the lift every voice and sing. Or you got Black Anthems like Nuck If You Buck. You got, like, <laughs> there's so many different Black Anthems. And then, of course, you know, I had to pay homage because the great Beyonce gave us some great stuff. Kendrick gave us some great stuff. Like we have so much great music I couldn't decide so you know I'm gonna try to fit in as many black snippets of of great black artists that I can hear but you know I'm gonna figure out I'm gonna save some for women's history month because we also got some great songs that gonna be coming up there this is essentially gonna turn into a music podcast right it's gonna be dissect too which by the way if you don't listen to that podcast I suggest you go listen to them after you finish this one of course (laughs) anywho how y'all doing how are you doing? You all right? I hope you are right. I hope your spirits are lifted. And if you're living in a warm area, I hope you're outside taking walks. Because listen, we all need some vitamin D around here. Like it's crazy. And I think I spoke about this before of how much they affect like your energy levels. But like at least here in the South, like it's been pretty dreary. It will get some sunshine, some not. And I know in a lot of parts of the North and Southeast, we've just been getting snow and rain, which just, again, makes it not so pleasant outside. So if you are fortunate enough to have sunshine every day (laughs) or more often than not, I hope you're taking advantage. Whenever I get down in the dumps, I try to like, you know, take a quick walk outside, even if it's just stepping outside. Because again, I think it just really makes a difference for us to get outside as safely as we can. Because, you know, we're still in the middle of a panty in case you haven't realized. So make sure you're taking care of yourself, okay? All right. So, what's been happening in the cybersecurity world lately? Well, let me tell you. 
starting off with a list of amazing Black-led organizations that are trying to push the needle forward in terms of diversity in the cybersecurity space. We will be covering the hack and the demand of the gaming company behind Cyberpunk 277. Recently, the water supply of a Florida town was hacked into and almost turned deadly. We have another Spotify credential stuffing attack less than three months than the la- from the last one. And then we will talk about supply chain attacks. Let's jump into today's episode. I wanted to kick off this episode by amplifying some of the amazing Black organizations that are out there uplifting, educating, and empowering people in the cybersecurity space. As a Black woman myself trying to increase diversity and help out my community, I know how hard this work can be. I often hear how can, or I should say that I often hear the question (laughs) about how allies can uplift and empower, you know, their people of color brethren. Well, here you go. All the links for the mentioned groups will be in the show notes, and I highly encourage you to check them out. First up is Fravis, a leading platform in elevating and empowering Black women in technology. Created by Naya Moss, Fravis is a company by a Black woman for Black women. They are a global community focused on elevating and retaining Black women in technical roles by providing access to community support, resources, opportunities, and education to advance their careers to succeed. Then there is Blacks in Cybersecurity, a meetup group and conference series to help highlight and elevate the Black community in cybersecurity. Blacks in Cybersecurity began its journey as an event series and a meetup group in the mid-2018. From there, the event series has expanded exponentially into several events year-round, as well as multiple meetup groups worldwide. Third on our list is the International Consortium of Minority Cyber Professionals, also known as ICMCP. This nonprofit is dedicated to the academic and professional success of minority cybersecurity students and professionals. Their mission is to achieve the consistent representation of women and minorities in the cybersecurity industry through programs designed to foster recruitment, inclusion, and retention one person at a time. Empower Her Cybersecurity, created by Tia Hopkins, is an inclusive organization focused on diversifying the cybersecurity talent pipeline by empowering, mentoring, educating, and providing career guidance and opportunities for women of color. And last but not least, Black Girls Hack, founded by Tanisha Martin, is an organization that offers resources and programs in STEM, IT, and cybersecurity with the goal of helping to increase diversity in the field. I personally know the founders of or someone in these organizations and can definitely speak to the work that they are doing in this community to increase diversity in the field of cybersecurity. If you are an active listener to this podcast, you know I'm all about community. I preach that all the time. When people ask for advice, what should I do? I say, go find some community. Okay, okay. Please check these orgs out, amplify them, join them, or donate. But please reach out and go and connect with them. 
If you are an avid video game fan of the game Cyberpunk 2077 and were awaiting its return back to the PlayStation Store, you might just have to wait a little bit longer. The Polish-based publishers behind the popular Cyberpunk 2077 game called CD Projekt recently had their networks hacked into, encrypted, and a ransom note was left behind. In a recent tweet, the publisher stated that an unidentified actor gained access, collected certain data, and encrypted some devices. Fortunately for them, they had their backups still intact, which means that they're probably able to recover pretty quickly. Unfortunately for them, though, the attackers claim to have accessed the source code for one of their most popular games, Cyberpunk, amongst some others. In addition to having their source code access, the attackers left a not-so-nice note describing how the company's public image will go down the sugar honey iced tea if their demands aren't met. Well, it hasn't even been a full two days that went by when this happened before the attackers made good on their threat as an auction of the company's data, which includes the source code for these games, have now went public and is on sale in an underground Russian forum. The attackers even went as far as to post screenshots just to show how serious they were, and they're currently starting the bid at $1 million. <laughs> now, while it's understandable that the gaming company can just, you know, restore their backups, get back up and running, Releasing the source code can allow fans of the game to like develop their own hacks. They can create some jailbreaks that would just let them be um, just a little bit easier for them to get around in the game. I don't know. I'm a little bit of a gamer, so I play The Sims, right? <laughs> and there's an ability to create like different mods. Like some of the times you can create what's called, you can't call them mods, but for like Sims have packs, right? Where you can create these packs or these hacks, these little bugs that are in the game that allow you to make just playing a little bit easier, right? So in my example, I'm a big Sims person, which is just like a game. Uh, I usually play it on the PC where you can kind of make your own person and like create a world essentially. Like you can have them go to work and start a family and go to school, all kinds of things. Anyway, you can do like a little hack where normally you would have to go to a job just like in everyday life and make some money. You know, you have to go to work every day, get a paycheck every two weeks. I didn't want to do that, right? I want my million dollar mansion right now. So therefore, there's a hack that you can write in and you can put in this code and boom, I have a million dollars or I have, I, actually I abused it. So I had like $200 million. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was able to, you know, make my million dollar mansion home within two days of playing the game because I was able to, again, take advantage of either these mods or these codes or XYZ. Mods are for a variety of games. It's not like this isn't the end all be all for Cyberpunk, but it does take away from, I guess, what the original nature maybe the game was for right if people were able to create jailbreaks and maybe that wasn't the purpose of what they wanted their game to be totally up to them like it's i can't say it's not the end of the day so to speak but overall i know it's not a good look for your source code not only of this game but of a bunch of other games to be out there on these russian forums especially because adversaries or competitors of these games can take advantage of and figure out how to do something you know very malicious or figure out something to do against them that can bring their 
stock down essentially. So overall, combining the fact that Cyberpunk had a really bad release because it was filled with bugs and it was pulled off of the PlayStation Store game in the first place. But now with their source code gone, it's just not a look good look for the company. So I wonder how they'll recover from this. The Super Bowl wasn't the only spectacle on everyone's mind this past week, as a scary cybersecurity attack almost turned deadly for a small town in Florida. Investigators are currently looking for a person who attempted to remotely poison the public water supply in Oldsmar, Florida. Very fortunately, a plant operator working at the time was able to notice what was going on and immediately took action. Here's how it went down. Around 8 a.m. on February 5th, an operated plant worker had noticed that someone logged into the computer system that they were monitoring. Now, this system was in control of maintaining chemical levels in the water, so that way it's safe for us to drink and use. The operator didn't put too much thought into it because it's pretty normal for his supervisors to remotely access his computer in order to monitor his screen sometimes, so pretty routine. However, about five hours later, someone logged in again and began moving the mouse around his screen, accessing parts of the system that control the water chemicals. During the second intrusion of his screen, the operator noticed that a change was being made to the water chemicals and increased the sodium hydroxide level from 100 parts per million to 11,000 parts per million, a significant enough increase to pose a dangerous situation to the people of the town. Now, for those of you who don't know, because I surely didn't, (laughs) sodium hydroxide, also known as lye, is the main ingredient in liquid drainer cleaners. It is used to control water acidity and remove metals from drinking water. The entire malicious incident lasted three to five minutes. And again, fortunately, the operator changed the levels back to normal pretty quickly. At this time, there are no identified suspects, nor do we know if this was even an attack from the U.S. or outside of it. Therefore, there are no motives no clues, like nada, is currently known. And it sets a dangerous precedence for how easy it is for a remote hacker to infiltrate systems that we depend on and make dangerous changes. Now, though the water plant has said that there are controls in place to keep the public safe in case, you know, this operator didn't happen to catch the intruder at the time, it does open our eyes to the fact that everything and everyone is a target. And if you're not new here, then you know I believe cybersecurity is a topic and a job for everybody, not just the professionals. And the need for more cybersecurity professionals to protect our sensitive and critical systems are more important than ever. If you are a Spotify user and have been forced to have a password reset recently, you can think yet another password credential stuffing attack by some hackers for this inconvenience. It's only been three months since the last password credential stuffing attack at Spotify in which hackers using automated scripts attempt to break into an account using stolen username and passwords. It's a pretty easy and effective attack, especially because of the sheer amount of breach passwords available on the dark web. If you're not a user who keeps up with breaches and you probably maybe don't 
keep up with your password rotation, it's quite possible for your credentials to be used against you. Back in November, a security researcher noticed that a Spotify database full of 100,000 usernames and passwords were being misused. The reason these credentials were abused is because a misconfigured cloud database was open to the public internet, allowing anyone to steal this information. Turns out, this misconfiguration happened again with yet another cloud database, exposing thousands of more customers to password resets. What can you do to protect yourself? If you are aware that you possibly reuse passwords across different accounts, change them ASAP. Invest in a password manager to help keep track of the many accounts we are being forced to sign up with. I personally know it's annoying of trying to figure out every time you would like to go out to a website, find out more information about something, or literally just browse the internet. Everyone wants your information. They want you to sign up here, put an email address here, make a password here, and inherently trying to keep up with all these passwords isn't feasible for literally the average user, let alone some security, like even as a security professional, I use a password manager because it's just, it's absurd the amount of things that we are required to keep track of. So having tools and safeguards in place that allow you to be a little bit more proactive as a uh, everyday person or everyday user of the internet um, by using tools like password managers or figuring out, well, how can I keep up with rotating my passwords, you know, manually, however the case may be. I don't recommend manually, but you know, it happens, right? There are people who just would prefer to figure out how to do things on their own, or maybe they don't trust having a password manager. Whatever the case may be, however it is that you would like to protect yourself, I would just love for you to just protect yourself in general. If you are notified either by Spotify or another company about changing your password or that your information was found in a breach, please take it seriously and make sure that you change your credentials. Again, ASAP. Supply chain attacks are now front and center on the minds of many security professionals and organizations for pretty good reason. A supply chain attack is a cyber attack in which a hacker attempts to get into your system by attempting to hack into a third party partner or vendor who may have less security protection than you do. Let me give you an example of what this looks like using a real world attack that has happened. Back in 2014, Target, or better known as Target in my neck of the woods, was the victim of a major data breach. Hackers stole the personal information of over 70 million customers by attacking an HVAC third-party vendor that Target employed through an email phishing attack. And by compromising the HVAC third-party vendor, the attackers were able to go undetected for quite some time. They were able to gather information on Target and then go in for the attack. Now, supply chain attacks, pretty sophisticated, very targeted, and can be potentially devastating for all involved. Such is the case recently when an ethical hacker, aka a good hacking guy, decided he was going to demonstrate how he can use this type of attack to infiltrate major companies such as Microsoft, Apple, PayPal, Shopify, Netflix, Tesla, and Uber. And he was successful. He was able to inject malicious code into some common open source developer tools 
used by these companies and target their internal applications and systems. The researcher involved banked more than $130,000 and a chance to do further testing with the companies. He had the idea in the first place because he wanted to test the level of trust involved in simple programming commands and how they can be used against these companies. Again, supply chain attacks aren't new, but they haven't been the focal point for many companies since ransomware and other attacks have been on the rise. But with attackers looking for you know, simpler ways to infiltrate major companies, because again, these really big companies have the proper processes, tools, and security mechanisms in place to keep the bad guys out. But sometimes these small vendors that they might um, be partnered with might not have that same level of protection, right? Microsoft has the money, the Teslas, the Ubers, the XYZ, they have the money and resources to make sure that their systems are protected. But sometimes, especially if they're using very minuscule third-party tools, they might not have that same resources, right? They might not have the um, security team backing XYZ behind them in order to make sure that they have every single security process in place. They are just able to fulfill a gap in need needed by these much larger companies, right? And that's where third-party like vetting really comes into play for organizations, right? It is important that vendor security management becomes a priority for organizations in order to prevent things like um, chain supply attack, like supply attack, <laughs> chain supply attack, <laughs> supply attack chains. Uh, I still didn't say it right. Supply chain attacks. What's happening? You know what? It's almost the weekend. That's why. Forgive me. <laughs> but it is important for organizations to put security management as a priority as they're trying to prevent from supply chain attacks happening from them. And again, it's... <sighs> Like there's no way to be 100% security proof, but there is a way to make sure you have like standardized processes in place to really, I mean, really drive your risk down, right? And unfortunately, there are a lot of companies out there I have have been part of engagements in which, you know, there wasn't proper, or I should say, security um, vetting for your third-party um, vendors is it wasn't a big priority, right? There were other priorities. It was on the list, right? But it might not be something that can be tackled right away. And that could be for a variety of resources. I mean, a variety of reasons, right? Security is so complex. There's so many things that organizations have to take care of. But it is important because this is an attack that is on the rise. It is an attack that is coming for everyone, right? So it is important for the big dogs, the ones who can afford to have the resources and figure it out, to either one, make sure that they're vetting companies properly and that they're, that the smaller companies are taking secure, security seriously, or two, provide resources. Now, that's I don't know if that's necessarily the answer. Again, I don't have all the answers, but I do think something is to be said for larger companies being able to help out as they're trying to help out small business owners, small organizations who are trying to fulfill a need again, that they're either able to point them in the right direction or give them some guidance on, hey, you know, you are missing XYZ in your program. This is the security processes that we require. These are the standards that we require and we need you to meet them in order for you to 
basically get our money or be a part of this um, supply chain for our organization. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you next time. Bye.